Welcome, 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 everyone. This is Tyler Harrison, and this is the Tyler Harrison Show. Here on Four Star Sports Media, here on Live 365. Now, there is a whole lot that we have to get into, mainly because I did not do a show last week because I was on vacation at the beach with my family, and I did not record. So, we gotta go over... Last week with the Tennessee Vols and South Carolina and that great game. Memphis and their game and all last week. And we got to go into this this previous week. So, two weeks ago was what I was talking about in that last week. Because we're getting this week. So, oh, a whole lot to talk about. And that whole Tennessee game versus Ole Miss. I'm not even going to get started right now because we're going to get into that later because there's a whole lot to discuss in that later and we're going to go into the Memphis Grizzlies they just had their very first game tonight and they won their season opener against Cleveland and we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and their past two games they won one they might have won both I know they won this past one so a whole lot to discuss But let's first get into the Tennessee Volunteers. So, last time we talked, we were talking about them going into South Carolina. So, let's see how they did against South Carolina. They beat South Carolina 45-20. to They had a total of 472 yards. 225 of that was through the air. And 240 of that was on the ground. And they averaged about 6.6 yards. They had 24 first downs. They were 12 for 17 on third downs. They didn't have any fourth down, you know, plays. They um, had a total of 72 plays. Playing the ball five times. They had two penalties for 30 yards. And they had the ball for a total of... 26 minutes and 5 seconds. So, they did really good. That You know, and coming off that game, we are really pumped for going against Ole Miss. You know, and I was really, really excited. And, I, like I said, and they could have beat Ole Miss. And we're about to get into that and in just here in just one second. But, so, they beat South Carolina and... You know, that whole week leading up to Ole Miss, you know, it was just excitement in the air. And at the beginning of the game, so now we get to the game against Ole Miss. And the beginning of the game was just so awesome for a volunteer fan. Like, the neon lights, they're running out through the tee, and they had the really cool lights. I mean, it was the coolest Tennessee intro I've ever seen, ever, as a fan. You know, and I've been a fan my whole life. So, and it was really cool. And at the beginning of the game, you know, Ole Miss scored, and then we get the ball. And as soon as we get the ball, that's where the trouble begins. Not with the, our team. Our team played, the Tennessee Volunteers played a great game. But every time we started getting momentum, and I, I, I every time, you can go back, and watch, and literally the very beginning, first quarter, very first drive, as soon as we get momentum 
Ole Miss player goes down. And it happened again and again. And so the crowd, they just started booing. I mean, every time. Because you can tell they were just faking it. Because they would just fall down like a fainting goat, you know, just out of nowhere, cramp. And then they would get up with a little grin on their face because they knew what they were doing. And as you know, well, if you don't know, Lynn Kiffin used to be the coach for the Tennessee Volunteers. And he screwed the Tennessee Volunteers and the program over really bad and damaged them for years. Like, it was bad. Like, he did a whole bunch of stuff. And he was supposed to come in here and be this great coach and did a complete, you know, just... He didn't even stay long. It was like a year or so when he was just like, bye. He just left and screwed us over. And ever since then, we've just not liked Lynn Kiffin. And so, he... And every time he would come back, like, he's came back, but he would always be like the assistant coach or whatever... And he would be up in the press box. So this is the first time he would actually have to come out on the field. And he got booed and everything. But then just the way he coached the game with all those fake injuries, it was just it, it was just taunting us almost because it was just so bad because he couldn't stop us. It was almost like they couldn't stop us. So they found a way. And I, I mean, it's not cheating but yeah, I mean, it's cheating because you're not injured. And they really, really, really need to get a hold on this because faking injuries, I mean, it, and it's really because it was because I'm sure there was some players out there who really were injured and the crowd was booing them, booing them. And they shouldn't be, you know, when they get up there and everything shouldn't be booing them. But you don't know if they're faking an injury or if they are really hurt. Because it was like over 45 injuries. I mean, it was a lot. It was like, it was. It was every time we had the ball. We could not have the ball. And it was like, oh, well, we got first down. Oh, fake an injury. And they would just go down. And it was so annoying. Because they have to stop the game and everything. But... I just, I don't know how they would fix that. That it was just a real problem. And then the refs were calling terrible, terrible, terrible stuff on top of that. I mean, I've seen a whole lot worse, but they were bad. And the and at the end, so Tennessee finally, you know, they had a great battle. We're about to go over the stats and everything. But they came back, and they had a chance to win and everything. And they needed to get a first down. You know, they were only down by five points. And he got it. But the ref that called the play at the spot was like 10 yards behind him. It was actually it was 14 yards behind where the people, you know, the I don't know the player who caught the ball, but the Tennessee player that caught the ball got tackled. He was 14 yards, and he was the person that called the spot. You can't be that far away and call, you know, a spot like that. And it was just, it was a terrible spot. 
And they, you know, the whole game, the refs were bad and the fake injuries and it just being Lynn Kiffin. So with all that going on, I understand why the fans were throwing trash. It is not right. And they should have not thrown anything because that is not right. That is not how you're supposed to act. You know, I believe they should be punished. You know, the people that were throwing trash. But Old Miss should be held responsible in a way for almost... It's, it's almost like they knew that we did not like Lincoln and everything. And they were, like, taunting us almost. I, I can't explain it other than just... It was like they were like, hit me, hit me, you know, just wanting us to just enjoyed us getting angry of the bullshit. And they were just, like I said, between the bad calls and the fake injuries, all that together, you have to understand that's, it's not right that they were throwing things. Let me just make that clear. It was not right. You should not go to games and throw things. But Old Miss shouldn't be that surprised because of how they were, you know, how they played the game. Because it was bullshit. And excuse my language. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to not curse through the rest of the program, I might have dropped, you know, said a few things, I'm, you know, because, I mean, it just, it gets to me. And if you go, if you did not watch, and that's the thing, for people out there who did not watch the game, and if you do not like the volunteers, and you did not watch the game, don't listen to much of the media, because that's, that's the part that gets me. It was such a great game game and the atmosphere was so great and you go watch the game it was the best it was the best atmosphere and the best crowd and everything this whole so far this whole season and it was so amazing and it was such a you know such a great battle and it was a really really good football game and it probably would have it would have been an even more better football game football game then what we witnessed, I mean, these old Miss players, I can tell that they're also in drama, in acting class, because they're awesome. You know, they just fell on the spot, boom, cramp, boom. It's either that or they're just not tough enough, and they had, you know, we just kept falling, I don't know. And I saw a meme on Facebook saying, had a picture of something... And it was showing all the water balls. And it said that, you know, they weren't throwing water balls at them, you know, because they hated them or whatever. They were having so many injuries that they were throwing water balls to help them with their cramps. Yeah, something of that line. It was much funnier whenever I read it. But, you know, don't condemn it. But... You have to, you you can at least, if you go back and watch the game, you'll understand why. And 
it actually makes old Miss look bad in the game. Like, if you go back and watch it. So, for everyone who is a Vol hater out there and, you know, doesn't like the Vols or doesn't know much about the Vols and just seeing the bad news, don't watch the game first. That would be my advice. Go watch the game and see how Ole Miss played and everything. And then, you know, see. It's still not right. You should not be throwing stuff, especially golf balls and everything. I mean, I mean, before the game, I actually was like, I'm surprised, you know, Lynn Kiffin better watch out. He might get shot. I was just joking, but good God, someone threw a golf ball out of him. I mean, we don't like this guy. We don't like Glenn Kiffin. You know, you really hurt Tennessee. And now, after this, and after how you played, we really don't like you. And I'm pretty sure we're going to go into next season a little bit. I'll see if they're in the schedule, because I think we play Ole Miss next year. We should see. Because if we do, you better watch out, Lynn Kiffin. All right, so let's get a little bit into the stats. So, Tennessee had a total of 467 yards. 250, 245 of those yards were through passing. 222 yards were through rushing. They averaged 5.9 yards per play. They had 29 first downs, and they were 9 for 17 on third downs, 0 for 1 on fourth downs, had a total of 79 plays. They punted the ball six times. They had six penalties for 48 yards. They fumbled the ball one time. They threw no interceptions, and they had the ball for a total of 25 minutes and 51 seconds. While Ole Miss had a total of 510 yards, 230 of those yards were through the air, 279 were through the ground, through rushing yards. They averaged 5.0 yards per play. They had 29 first downs. They were 11 for 21 on third downs, 2 for 3 on fourth downs. They called a total of 101 plays. And they punted the ball four times. They had 10 penalties for 75 yards. They did not fumble the ball, but their quarterback threw his first interception. They have one interception. And they had the ball for a total of 34 minutes and zero seconds. Now, for all that, you know, about Tennessee, you know, an old Miss game, even though I'm a Tennessee fan, got to give credit the Ole Miss quarterback, he, you know, was good. He played good. We could not stop their quarterback. Now, their def- Ole Miss defense couldn't stop ours and couldn't stop us either. The only way they could was faking injuries. That was the only way they stopped us because every time we got a first down, boom, one of their players would go down. Oh, we got five yards, boom, their player would go down. Every single time. We didn't do that to them because we actually tried to play football. You know, we didn't, you know, doing all this acting and, you know, well, if I can't stop them, I'm going to do this. So, they lost to Ole Miss. The score was 
31 to 26. And that, that one really hurts us. And for all the trash getting thrown on the field, the SEC fines the Tennessee Volunteers $250,000 for fan behavior at the end. Seems reasonable, I understand. But, like I said, Ole Miss should get something as well since they were basically agoning it on. And at the very end, Hendon Hooker got hurt, and he's injured. So I don't know if he's going to be up against Alabama. You know, what's his situation is, you know, day-to-day. That's the last update. I heard that he went to practice. So that is some good news because if we can get him in there, I believe we could have a good chance against Alabama. But he went down, and if he didn't go down there at the last part of the game – I believe they would have had a little bit better chance of winning because Milton, I don't know if he just got stage fried or it was just too much pressure, but he just had a dumb moment and just ran out of bounds at the end. So it is really important for us to get Hendon Hooker back in the lineup against Alabama. Now, I wouldn't put him in there if he's still a little banged up and everything. You think it will hurt him long term. But if he can come back and be able to play and finish the rest of the season and be okay, then bring him back. If you have to send him to the side for save him for Kentucky or whatever, then I would do that. It's just whatever. I um, I would agree with Coach Heupel. You know, it's day to day. And but if they do play him, I see them having a better chance of beating Alabama. So we're going to get into that right now. Tennessee versus Alabama. Third Saturday in October. Even though it's not the third Saturday in October. I don't know why they messed that up. It's pretty easy and explanatory when the date is. But it's the third Saturday in October rivalry. That's now the third Saturday of October. Tennessee versus Alabama. Now, here recently I would have said, you know, Alabama is going to beat Tennessee. You know, just kind of like punt the ball. You know, don't even, you know... They wouldn't even have a chance. But I do believe they have a chance because of how well they have been playing. Even how they played against Ole Miss and in their losses, even against Florida. They put up a really good game and they had a really good fight. I mean, they only lost to five points to Ole Miss and they had a chance if they didn't, if Ole Miss didn't do all that bull crap. So, but if they're going to beat Alabama... They're going to have to score first or score fast, like outscore them in the first quarter. See, Alabama is really big about scoring first. That's their thing. Like, if you can score before Alabama, you're, you have, you're already, you know, set yourself up good. Don't let Alabama score first. And we have to beat them in the first quarter. If you can beat Alabama in the first quarter, you have a good chance of winning the whole game. Because Alabama is kind of like us, and they're like really good in the first quarter. So it's actually this is going to be a really exciting game. It's going to be more exciting than people think. It's not just Tennessee's not just going to be just get run over by Alabama. Like to be honest, I believe they might have an upset. Tennessee could upset them. Now, I believe they could upset them 
if they have Hendon Hooker in there and they have players because they've been having a lot of injuries. You know, Hendon Hooker, Mays, you know, just a lot of their key players have been out. And they've still been playing really good. The only thing is about the quarterback position, we have what we've seen from Melton is not that great. And the few things that we've seen from Bailey is not that great. The only thing great that we've seen has come from Hooker. So I think it's really important to get Hooker in the game if you can. Because if you can beat Alabama, you have a chance to beat Alabama, you're all of a sudden back in the picture. You're making beating Alabama can erase everything that happened against Ole Miss. If you beat Alabama, people are not going to be talking about the trash being thrown. They're going to be talking about how you beat Alabama. And then maybe they'll go back and watch that game and see how Ole Miss won by doing that bullcrap. And I got to calm down because just, just talking about that game gets my blood going. Because it's not right on how they did that. But we're going to take a short commercial break here. And when we come back... We're going to talk about a little bit more about Tennessee and Alabama, and then we're going to talk about the Memphis Tigers and the SEC football over the weeks and get all caught up. But this is the Tyler Harrison Show here on Four Star Sports Media here on Live 365, and we will be back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Tyler Harrison on the Tyler Harrison Show here on 4 Star Sports Media on Live 365. Now, we were talking about Tennessee and Alabama. I do believe Tennessee can beat Alabama if a few things go right. Like, if they have Hendon Hooker, if they get off to a fast start and they score first... I believe they'll have a good chance against Alabama. But now that's the few things you gotta overcome. You have to first stop Alabama. Which our defense is really good. I don't think our defense gets enough credit for how good they are. But Alabama sure will find out when we come out this Saturday. I can't wait to see it. It should be a really good game. It should be I hope it's gonna be a good game. I hope Tennessee don't get blown out. But we will have to see. Now, we're going to switch it over to the Memphis Tigers. Now, the Memphis Tigers, their couple games ago against Tula, I do believe, they lost 35-29. But now, if you look at their stats, they had some amazing stats. They had a total of 614 yards. They passed the ball, they had 463 yards through passing the ball, through passing yards. They had 151 rushing yards. They averaged 6.2 yards per play. They had 33 first downs, and they were 9 for 18 on third downs, 3 for 4 on fourth downs. They had a total of 99 plays only punted the ball two times. They had four penalties for 30 yards. But this is what kind of hurt them. They had one fumble and two interceptions and had the ball for a total of 33 minutes and 35 seconds. And then going against the game against the Navy, 
They beat Navy 35-17. to 17. So they lost, and then they beat Navy. And in the Navy game, they had a total of 415 yards. They passed the ball for 215 yards. They ran the ball for 200 yards. They averaged 9.09 yards. They averaged 9 yards per play. They had 15 first downs, and they were 4 for 9 on third downs, 1 for 2 on fourth downs. They had a total of the total plays of 46. They punted the ball two times, and they had four penalties for 35 yards, no fumbles, one interception, and they had the ball for a total of 20 minutes and 41 seconds. So, now they'll be going up against... UFC. So now they got UFC Friday, October 22nd at 7 p.m. And, but them losing to Toulouse, I'm probably saying that wrong, but they are only one and two in their conference. So hopefully they can get in gear and make a comeback and maybe go to a bowl. But we shall see. So let's go over and see what happened in the SEC. So last week was crazy. You had Florida versus LSU, and they lost. LSU beat Florida 49-42. to Arkansas lost to Auburn 23-38. to Texas A&M, they beat Missouri 35 to 14 and this was a good game that I thought was going to be a lot closer than it was but Georgia beat Kentucky 30 to 13 South Carolina beat Vanderbilt 21 to 20 that was a pretty exciting game and Alabama beat Mississippi State 49 to 9 and of course, Tennessee lost to Ole Miss, thirty-one to twenty-six. So now this week, Arkansas is going up against Aon Pine Bluff. Don't know who or where they're from, but okay, that's who they're going up against. It's probably one of their like, yeah, that has to be like homecoming or something. So, and then you got LSU, Ole Miss. And Vanderbilt is going to play against Mississippi State, Tennessee versus Alabama, and South Carolina versus Texas A&M. So some pretty good games going on. I'll go through and let you know which one I think is going to win. So let's start off with Arkansas versus A.R. Pine Bluff. Give me Arkansas. Now, Arkansas, you don't need to lose to A.R. Pine Bluff. Old Miss versus LSU. Give me LSU. I hope LSU comes off that Florida victory. And, ooh, I hope LSU gives it to Old Miss. I really do. That should be a good game. I'm going to watch that game. I'm going to be rooting for LSU because every game that Old Miss and Lynn Kiffin's in, I'm going to be cheering against. Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Hmm. Give me Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt can get the, one of their... A good victory here. Tennessee versus Alabama. 
I'm going to have a bold prediction. I'm going to say Tennessee. I just feel like they're going to have an upset. I don't know. I don't think Alabama is good this year as everyone thinks they are. South Carolina versus Texas A&M. Give me Texas A&M. So, that Arkansas game, that one, you know, is just going to be, Arkansas is probably just going to blow them out the water. Now, LSU and Ole Miss game, that should be a really interesting, good game. That one's probably going to be really close, and I hope LSU beats Ole Miss. And so Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, that's going to be a close game, too. All these games are going to be pretty close games, except for Arkansas's. But a little other news, and with the Tennessee Volunteers. So, former coach Jeremy Pruitt is trying to, I don't know if he's trying to, like, sue Tennessee or whatever, but he's talking about getting with his lawyers about money that they owe him for a buyout, and Tennessee's like they owe him nothing because of what he did or something. I haven't really looked into it very much. I'll read some of the article that I got here. It says, the lawyer representing former Tennessee football coach Jeremy Pruitt gave UT a ultimatum this month for either to reach a settlement with Pruitt by October 29th or face a lawsuit that the lawyers claim has the potential to cripple the UT's athletic program for years. The university intends to stand its ground with no plans to settle, promising a vicarious defense. If Pruitt chooses to go to court, a lawsuit is certainly if there is no settlement, said Michael Solomon Pruitt's Pruitt's tax-based lawyer in an interview Tuesday with the USA Today Network. On behalf of my client, I can tell you that he's not happy that this is the only choice they are left him with. Lawrence said, I'm probably saying his name wrong, I do apologize, but he's not going to walk away without getting his day in court. He's going to file a lawsuit, his lawyer added. They're not leaving him much choice. So, you know, UT fire Pruitt for a case in January 19th, January 18th, 2020, saying it was, saying it had uncovered evidence that members of Pruitt's football staff engaged in contact likely to result in serious NCAA rule violations and Pruitt failed to monitor their actions or promote the atmosphere of something. So he did something with like recruiting and everything and they fired him and so that's a whole ordeal going on. We'll keep up with that but basically Pruitt is trying to sue and weird, you know, Tennessee's like, no, not going to do it, you know, they're not going to give him the money, so we shall see how that goes, hopefully everything gets worked out, because Tennessee does not need any more damage done to the program, our program has been through way too much to have any more BS 
happen. But we are going to take another short break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and the NFL and go through the NFL games. So stay with us. This is Tyler Harrison on the Tyler Harrison Show here on Four Star Sports Media on Live 365. And we will be back. Welcome back. This is Tyler Harrison on the Tyler Harrison Show here on Four Star Sports Media on Live 365. All right, so we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and their last two games. So the past two games, the first one, they beat uh, the Jaguars 37-19. to They did really good that game. And their last game, they beat the Bills 31-34. to So they had 34 and the Bills had 31. And that was a really good game. It came down to the last minute. So, with the Jaguars, they had a total of 368 yards. They passed the ball for 184 yards. They ran the ball for 184. They averaged 6 yards per play. They had 23 first downs. They were 5 for 11 on third downs. They were 1 for 1. On fourth downs, they had a total of 61 plays. They allowed three sacks, punted the ball four times, had seven penalties for 44 yards, did not fumble the ball once, did not throw interception, and had the ball for 31 minutes and 30 seconds. So overall, pretty good. And especially, they didn't even allow, you know, the Jaguars to score that much. Now go into the Bills game. They also had a really good game. They had a total of 362 yards. 216 of those yards were passing yards. They had 146 rushing yards. They had 7.1 yards per play. They had 16 first downs. They were 4 for 10 on third downs. 1 for 1 on fourth downs. They did a total of 51 plays, did not allow any sacks, punted the ball two times. They had seven penalties for 91 yards, no fumbles, and threw one interception and had the ball for a total of 27 minutes and 10 seconds. So that was a really big win for the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee, they they are a great team if, you know, they get all their players healthy and everything, especially Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is breaking records left and right all the time. So they're going to be a really special team this year. I can guarantee it. But let's get into the NFL games that happen and go and see who won and who lost. So the Buccaneers beat the Eagles 28-22. to The Jaguars beat the Dolphins 23-20. to The Vikings beat the Panthers 34-28. to And this was a big game. Like, not big, like, good game, but outscoring your opponent-wise. 
the Ravens beat the Chargers 34 to 6. And the Rams beat the Giants 38 to 11. The Colts beat the Texans 31 to 3. Those were some blowout games right there. And then the Chiefs beat Washington 31 to 13. The Packers beat the Bears 34 to 14. The Bengals beat the Lions 34 to 11. The Cardinals beat the Browns 37 to 14. The Cowboys beat the Patriots 35 to 29. The Raiders beat the Broncos 34 to 24. The Steelers beat the Seahawks 23 to 20 and the Titans beat the Bills. 34 to 31 and tomorrow we will have the Broncos versus the Browns so let's get into what's going to happen next week so next week we have the Chiefs versus the Titans now that's going to be a big game right there Tennessee also needs to get that victory Washington versus the Packers, the Bengals versus the Ravens, the Panthers versus the Giants, the Falcons versus the Dolphins, the Jets versus the Patriots, the Eagles versus the Raiders, the Lions versus the Rams, the Bears versus the Broncos, not the Broncos, the Buccaneers, my bad. The Texans versus the Cardinals. The Colts versus the 49ers. The Saints versus the Seahawks. And then the Thursday game for next Thursday will be the Packers versus the Cardinals. So the Tennessee game, that's, that's, if they win that game, that will be another huge game and another big victory for them to keep that momentum going. And with Derrick Henry, just keep handing in the ball. Just keep letting Derrick Henry run, run, and run. Just let him run all over them. And this is one of the teams that you're going to have to beat. You're not going to make it to the playoffs or make it very far in the playoffs if you don't beat them. If you can beat them now, then you can beat them later on. So it starts with now, and I believe that they can give them a really good game. I believe Tennessee can win this game. I, th- I think they're going to win this game. They have a really good chance. It's going to be a really, really interesting game. But I just want to give a quick shout-out right now to Four Star Sports Media and Wes. Thank you, Wes, for Four Star Sports Media, where we cover everything sports. So many great shows on there. You got the four-star sports show that, you know, the four-star sports show covers all things from five unique angles. And you got the Ben, Ben, I, I can't say the show's name, and I do apologize, but the Benny Logic, I think, goes into, you know, uses your better to a better path of life and brings you all things sports and strength conditioning and it airs on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. 
and you got inside the hog bin with Zach. And inside the hog pen is a place that talks all things Arkansas. So if you're a fan of Arkansas, check that out of inside the hog pen. And you got the point. And on the point, they talk about all things national stories. And they focus mainly on the Memphis Tigers athletics. So if you're a Memphis Tiger fan, go and listen to The Point with Wes. And you got the Hog Hogtron or something. Hog turf. Tr- hog turf. I do believe. I do apologize if I'm saying some of these shows wrong. But it's another in-depth Arkansas coverage. They cover all the Arkansas athletics. So you will need to go check them out if you are a Arkansas fan. And of course, me on here, the Tyler Harrison show, where I cover mainly about the Tennessee Volunteers, but go into the Tennessee Titans. We go into the Tennessee Vols in depth, talk a little bit about the Memphis Tigers and the Grizzlies, which here on our next thing, here after the commercial break, we'll be going into the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Memphis Grizzlies, they just won their game, and we're going to talk about it here in a second. I just wanted to give those shows a shout-out, and shout-out to Wes for giving us four-star sports media. So thank you, Wes, very much. And please continue to listen to four-star sports media. We got really good shows on here and a lot of great things happening. So please... If you can, subscribe to us on 4 Star Sports Media. You can like us on Facebook, Twitter. We got a YouTube channel, everything. So go check us out on other things, other on, on Live 365. We are everywhere. Just type in 4 Star Sports Media, and you can pull up our website. All you got to do is go to Google and type in 4 Star Sports Media, and it should be the very first thing that pops up. So, just giving a big shout out to Wes. Thank you, Wes, and all the other shows on here. All y'all doing a great job, and I listen to y'all as much as I can. Great shows on here. But we're going to go and take a very short commercial break, and then when we get back, we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Can't wait to talk about these Memphis Grizzlies. These young bucks are coming out here. They're doing what they got to do. And we're going to talk about them after this short break. I am Tyler Harrison, and this is the Tyler Harrison Show. Here on 4 Star Sports Media, here on Live 365. We'll be back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Tyler Harrison on the Tyler Harrison Show here on 4 Star Sports Media here on Live 365. All right, we're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, the Memphis Grizzlies won their very first game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 132-121, and it was a really great game. Now, we didn't have Dylan Brooks in this game, but they still did really, really good. From the field goal, they shot 53%. 
they were 42.4% from three-pointers. They were 100% from the free-throw line. Did not miss one free-throw. That is really good. So glad to see a 100 from the get-go. That's great. They had a total of 28 assists. They had 53 rebounds. 13 of those rebounds were offensive rebounds. 40 of those rebounds were defensive rebounds. They had 8 steals and 8 blocks, 10 turnovers, and they had 21 points off of turnovers. They fouled 15 times. And let's get into their players. John Morant making some big noise. He had 37 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. Adams had 8 points, 14 rebounds, and 3 assists. Jared Jackson Jr. had 13 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. Milton, he had 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. And Bain had 22 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. And on the bench, Anderson had 10 points and 7 rebounds. And their bench played really good too. I'm not going to go down the whole list. But their bench played very well. They're pretty much just picking up where they left off last year. You know, last year their bench was amazing and was almost just as good as the first string. And it was very, very, you know, competitive. And the thing about these guys, the Memphis Grizzlies, is they they have a really good bond. You know, they have really good chemistry. You know, they're not just in this, you know, like, you know, that's just the person I work with. No, these people, they hang out, like, outside, you know, of basketball and everything. They're really, really close, and they have a really good chemistry. I'm really, really excited that they got their first win in. And John Morant, he was amazing. He had some amazing plays and some amazing dunks. And there at the end, they were just putting the hammer to it. And it was just all in all great game. And their defense was great too. They played really good defense as well. So I'm really excited to see... This was just the first game. You know, they still have many, many, many more games. This is only the beginning, but it, what a beginning and what a great start. I don't think you can make, get a better start than what they did, especially with the free throws. You know, those are really important, and if they can keep that number up high, I mean, they're 100%. You can't do any better than 100%. They made all their free throws, so... You keep that up, you're going to be winning basketball games because those points add up. But watching the game, you could see something was a little off, and that was probably because they didn't have Dylan Brooks. So just wait till they get Dylan Brooks back. Now Dylan Brooks, he's one of my favorite players. You know, he's just one of them, he's a great trash talker. You know, would just talk and just aggressive on defense, and adding him into the mix. They're going to be even more dangerous. Now, I was really surprised Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't, you know, 
go off on a big thing, you know. Like, he didn't have an outstanding amount of points. I mean, he played good and everything. But they were double-teaming him most of the game. So, but which is good, because you double-team him, that leaves other people open. And that's the thing about this team. It's not just John Morant and Jared Jackson that you got to worry about. You got to worry about everyone. And they're such a young team, too. I mean, a bunch of these players are still in their 20s, you know, early 20s and everything. And so they've, you know, last year, they have a lot of experience now. They have even more experience, especially getting to the playoffs and everything. So I know this is only the beginning, but this is going to be a very, very exciting basketball season for the Memphis Grizzlies. I believe they're going to be one of the best teams in the NBA. So now let's look at the games that they're about to play the next few games so saturday october 23rd they're going to play at los angeles against the clippers and then they're going to stay in los angeles and play against the lakers on sunday so that's going to be kind of challenging so it's a back-to-back so you're going and playing against the clippers and then you're playing against the Lakers the next night. So that's going to be interesting to see. You know, that's that's a very early back-to-back game. Literally, it's this Saturday and then Sunday. And then you're going to go, and they're going to go all the way to play against the Trailblazers. And then they're traveling to go against the Warriors. So, you know... That back-to-back, that might hurt them, especially they're going to have to play against the Lakers, you know, and before they play against the Lakers, they got to play against the Clippers. Preferably, I'd rather the Lakers than the Clippers because that means you're going to have to play against LeBron James. So, but we ain't scared no LeBron James. We got this. We got a young, good squad. You know, LeBron, he's getting old, but we got a young, good squad. And we got our squad, you know, the hold. Our bench is good. That's the thing. It's not just our starters, but our bench is good. And it's the same as last year, and that's wonderful. And plus, you know, we don't have any big injuries. So this is going to be really, really exciting. But that back-to-back is going to hurt and is going to be challenging. But it's good to get that challenge in and out of the way. And you are running off this momentum. And if you can go in and beat the uh, Clippers and the Lakers and you win those two games, you talk about momentum. Memphis will have a lot of momentum. But if anything, I think they might beat the Clippers then lose to the Lakers. Just because not only are you going to play LeBron James, but you literally just played the night before. While LeBron is probably did not play the night before and will be in, you know, resting up at everything and watch and probably be there at the game watching you play against the Clippers. So we shall see come Saturday and Sunday, and I will be watching those games and be watching the Tennessee and Alabama game and all the other games that we were talking about. And hopefully the Memphis Grizzlies will have a good weekend. Hopefully the Tennessee Volunteers will have a good weekend. And the Memphis Tigers 
football team will have a good weekend. And here soon, we're going to be getting up into college basketball. And then we're going to talk about some, we're going to be really busy talking about the NBA and the NFL and the Tennessee Volunteers and Memphis Tigers and the SEC and college football and basketball. So a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up for the Tyler Harrison Show. I'm going to try to make a website for the Tyler Harrison Show or at least something, maybe a Facebook page. That's where I'm probably going to start is with my Facebook page. And I'll let y'all know, hopefully by next week, I'll have a Facebook page up for the Tyler Harrison Show that y'all can go on there and like and I'll let you keep you updated on there with the Tyler Harrison Show. Right now, Tyler Harrison Show is here on Four Star Sports Media on Live 365. So, but I might expend and get YouTube and everything and actually be doing like live podcasts. It might do something with Wes. We'll just have to see further down the road. But right now, Tyler Harrison Show here on Four Star Sports Media on Live 365. Hopefully, our Memphis Grizzlies will be doing good this coming up weekend. Like I said, they have a big challenge with that back-to-back. Go Grizzlies. And hopefully, the Tennessee Volunteers will pull off an upset against Alabama. That will be big. Like I said, if they're going to win that game, they're going to have to do it in the first quarter and beat them and come off strong. If they can come off strong and get the first points and beat them in that first quarter, then I believe they will have a really good chance of going and beating Alabama and winning the whole game. I know I'm rambling on about that because that just excites me, especially, you know, after the loss we had to Ole Miss. We really need something to erase what happened at the end because that was all in all a really, really great game. Besides the fake injuries, you take out the fake injuries and everything, we probably would have won that game. But we've already discussed all of that. And we shall see if the Tennessee Volunteers can beat Alabama this Saturday. But that is all for now. This is Tyler Harrison here on the Tyler Harrison Show here on 4 Star Sports Media. Please tune in Fridays is when my show will be coming out, hopefully. It'll be every Friday, so please be checking me out on Friday, and we'll keep you updated. And this is Tyler Harrison signing off of the Tyler Harrison Show here on 4 Star Sports Media on Live 365. I appreciate all y'all for listening and tuning in. Stay tuned for more here on 4 Star Sports Media on Live 365. Thank you all.